boots-wearing type. Tonight, he looked like a jilted boyfriend, lurking in the shadows. Justice, my new fiancé, placed me back onto the floor, but I didn't want to come down. It was safer in his arms, because we were immediately mobbed by well-wishers once he let me go. You've made me the happiest man in this room tonight, except the groom, he said. I heard a round of applause from everyone watching, except Maxim. He hadn't moved. He didn't clap. I gulped. Justice lifted my chin up with his hands and surveyed my eyes. Is everything okay? My new fiancé shouldn't have done that. I wasn't any good when he looked me in the eye in that way. Justice was so handsome, the kind of handsome that girls like me only saw in movies or in men's health magazines. He had this golden-brown-colored skin that glowed when he was happy and blazed when he was angry. His bright smile teased my lips. His lips were perfect for smooches and long kisses, and his sultry, deep voice calmed me when I had the urge to do something stupid. He had long lashes that made it incredibly hard for me to think about God when he closed his eyes to pray. Justice prayed often. He was my pastor— and until today, that fact didn't bother me at all. The only thing that bothered me was now walking toward us. I had to set things straight with Maxim and assure him that what happened after I shot Biloxi the Knocker James was a mistake. A big, stupid, good woman trying to let go of her bad girl tendencies kind of mistake. I turned my attention back to Justice and shook my head. I'm in shock, that's all. I am too. I didn't think you would say yes, he smiled. I'll say yes every day if you like. I held his face with both of my hands and leaned forward to try to kiss him. Then I heard a shriek. I turned toward the sound's direction. It was Whitney running toward us, screaming my name. Her maid of honor's dress's train was hoisted over her head as if it were the Olympic torch. Everyone, even mom, parted to let her through. I stepped back into justice. She almost took my breath away when she buried her big head into my chest. I almost toppled over, but justice kept me steady. You two owe your firstborn's first name to me, she said while squeezing me tighter. I peeled her off of me and pushed her toward Maxim. And what if he's a boy? Hmm. She scrunched her nose, tightened her lips, and squinted. Whitman will do. (laughs) Not in this lifetime, I said as I scanned the room. Maxim had disappeared. What about Whitmore Morgan? It's my uncle's name. Would you be fine with that, Evangeline? He nudged me. I looked at him and blushed. I liked the way he said my name. The thought of having a child with him, coupled with his eyes wandering over my dress, made me feel warm all over. I ran my hand down my nape to calm my hormones. I didn't think this would be a long engagement. Can we talk about babies after we've been married for a while? Thank you, I said, and then sat down in the nearest dinner table chair I saw. The conversation was making my ovaries ache. Whatever, Whitney scoffed, but don't forget, if it wasn't for me, you two wouldn't be a couple. I nodded. You wouldn't let me forget it if I tried. True, true, she giggled. 
Well, at least make me maid of honor. Honey, you're maid of honor by default because Ava is a widow, I chuckled. She's matron of honor. You know what I mean, so stop playing. Whitney pursed her lips and threw her hands on her hips, then paused. Our little sister was a spitfire, unlike Ava and me. I've had your back since Charlie went overseas and when Ava wouldn't answer your calls. Just because y'all are back to yin and yang don't mean throw me to the curb. I earned maid of honor. Charlie was my best friend. The last time we talked, she was planning on coming home soon. I looked at Justice. Are you sure you want to be a part of this family? He nodded and grinned. The sooner the better. I blushed. So, am I your girl? Whitney asked. I winced at her for interrupting us. Depends on whether or not you complete your maid of honor duties for Lana.